0: 20. Uh, welcome to Sydney and Rotorua, Whangarei uh, and also Kai Tire. God bless you. Great to have you with us. <laughs> I want us all to stand together and we're going to sing a prayer and the prayer is uh, breathe on us. How many of you want God to breathe on you today? Come on, let this, let this not cross campuses don't let this just be a song that you sing. Let it be a prayer that you pray. If you pray it from the depths of your being, the moment will come. It may not be in this service, but it will come where God will breathe on you as He did on the early disciples in the day of Pentecost and turn the world upside down. Let's go, team. Thank you.
1: So breathe on us. Why don't you lift
0: your hands in prayer? Bring us
1: life and lead us in your love. Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Come on, Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. In Your love, Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Come on, let's it. Lift your voices, lift your hearts. Breathe on us. I oh, oh,
0: you've heard our prayer. Would you answer it? Breathe on us. We're desperate for the breath of God, for the touch of heaven. We're nothing without your presence. So come, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Grab a seat. So good to have all our campuses with us today and uh, the whole family just joining together. If you've come to uh, hear a great message, you'll probably be disappointed. (laughs) But if you're hungry to hear something from God's heart, hopefully you then won't be disappointed. I'm done with great messages because I haven't got the job done. I'm desperate for God to touch our lives and move in the preaching of the word, move in the music and such presence this morning and singing that breathe on us. I've been here 30 years, but there was a cry from the pew tonight, today. I don't know what it was like in the campuses, but a cry for God to breathe on us. There's a hunger rising in the hearts of this church. And it's just, it's the greatest of all, hunger. God meets hunger. So you may not hear a a great message, but I do want to encourage you to do it. I want you to hear something from God that you, you can take away with you. It may be one word that I say. See, I just see the word hunger. For some of you, that's the word you came for. The rest of the message may be okay, but that may be the one thing you might be thinking, wow, yeah, I need more hunger. It it may be a phrase that I mention. It may be a verse that we refer to. Would you listen for that? Would you try and tune your ear and say, God... What are you saying to me today?
1: Because
0: yeah. I'm telling you, God is desperate to speak to yeah. you. He's desperate to communicate with you. It's what this walk with God, this Christianity is all about. is communication between you and God. At, at, its, at its core, that's what it's about. Yeah. And so don't, don't listen for a fancy message because you're probably going to miss the whole thing. And you go out there, and nothing will have changed, but if you can get something, one word, one thought, it may be a spin-off from what I say. You're, the spirit may just take you on a different track and think, give you a thought, another thought or another verse, and that's what you've got to take away. I was um, on holiday and checked out a church and went along to the church, and the music was kind of different to what I'm accustomed to. And my initial thought was, oh man, (laughs) let's kind of get through this. Then I thought, no, hold on a minute. I said, Holy Spirit, will you help me to connect with these words? I'm telling you, everything changed. And suddenly God was there. And then the message, it was actually a pretty decent message. It was a good message, but it wasn't really touching my heart. And I said, God, you know So it's kind of like I thought, well, I'll just sit through this message. Then I thought, no. And I said, God, will you speak to me through this message? I'm telling you, something was said that apprehended my heart. And I took it away and I wrote it down. It's in my records of how God spoke to me. It wasn't fantastic music. It wasn't an amazing message. Because I positioned myself with God, yeah. He was able to do something in my life. Amen. And the point is, we can all do that, friends. We can all do that, but there's one key word probably, and that's concentration. You have to stay zoned in, because if it gets a bit boring, which it will at times, (laughs) it's easy to zone out, but that's the moment which God may be wanting to speak to you. You can almost be sure the moment someone goes like that to you is the moment God was about to speak to you, because the enemy's got to distract you. He has got to distract you. See, his greatest fear today is that you're going to hear his voice. That's the enemy's greatest fear, that you're going to hear the voice of God and go out here with something from heaven that's going to change your life. That's his greatest fear. So we're on a journey to try and stop that happening. So one of the biggest questions most of us have is, how do I get the best out of life? Joy and peace and success and all that kind of thing. Well, actually, it's not complicated. You don't have to be that smart or that intelligent or even that gifted to get the best out of life. Because I've found the secret, which I'm going to share with you. And The secret to getting the best out of life is very simple. Get closer to God. That's 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 it. Seek God first. I was reading the other day, I don't know where I read it, and uh, I think someone sent me something. The first four words of the Bible, what are they? In the beginning, God. That's it. That sums up everything. It's all about God. (laughs) You and God, and developing your relationship with Him. And it always amazes me when I read through the book of Genesis, and I see Adam and Eve. You know, they just walked with God. But what was the result of that, friends? The result of that is they walked in dominion. They walked in authority. Yeah. They walked in fulfillment. They walked in peace. Yeah. They walked in blessing. Wow. It was all their friends. And all they did was walk with God. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've said this before, but the thing that thrills me the most about our ability to get up, get the best out of life And walking with God is it's available to everyone youngest to the oldest richest to the poorest brightest to the dumbest the best-looking to the least good looking it doesn't matter the popular to the unpopular it makes no difference God's a great equalizer so when it comes to what really matters in life we all, all have an equal chance in many other areas of life, we don't have an equal chance. Some people were born on the wrong side of the track. You didn't have great upbringings. You had, had things go against you in life. You know, you were despised. You were abused. All that sort of stuff. And you, you don't feel you've got an equal chance in life in many areas. But when it comes to what really matters, when it comes to the only thing that really matters, that is knowing God and walking with God and hearing His voice, we all are on an equal footing. The cro- God is the great equalizer, and He puts us all, so He's no respecter of persons. God loves you as much as anyone else in the planet. He loves you as much as He loves me or anyone else. So the key to life is not a principle, it's a person. It's a person. Get to know the person, and it will take care of everything else. So we need a deep conviction of Matthew 28, 28, 28, 20, which says, I am with you always. Yeah. Wow. A deep conviction. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, what you're going through, God yeah. is with you always yeah. to the end of time. Yeah. To the end of time. There's a song I found in the, somewhere. It just talks about, you know, knowing God till the end of time. And it's just God just stirs in my heart because God never goes away. He's there. And guess what? He's with you right now. Right now. Why don't you just acknowledge and say, Lord, I thank you for your presence with me right now. Why don't you just do that? Acknowledge Him because He is. He'll never leave you nor ever forsake you. Jeremiah 30, verse 21, I will bring him near and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? It's one of the greatest challenges of life. Who will devote himself? Will you be one? Will you make a decision from 2020 onwards that you'll devote yourself to be close to God? You might say, how do I do that? Ask him. Because you're not going to do it how I do it. I'll do it different to you. Just ask him. How do you devote yourself? Some of you are devoted to a career, Hmm? 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Absolutely. Some of you are devoted to a sport. I'm not against any of that. Some of you are devoted that you're going to make sure you get that first time. And you're going to move heaven and hell (laughs) and every strategy under the book to get that thing that you want. You're devoted to it. How about being devoted to God? Devoted to getting close to God. Why do I push this, friends? Because everything else flows from that. If you get that right, Everything else will come together. I'm not going to say you'll have no problems or no struggles. Hey, we're on planet Earth. It's a fallen, sin-sick world. There's going to be problems. But you're going to do a lot better. I mean, God is first in your life. God first. That's it. God first. Why don't you say it together? Campuses, let's all say it together. God first god first say it again god first god first it's the aching heart of god that you put him first it's his aching heart it's his longing heart do you know the the thing that i've discovered as walking with god more he's more desperate for my presence than i am for his he's more desperate for us he longs (laughs) to fellowship with you he longs for communion Some people say the Holy Spirit's the most lonely person on the planet. Well, I don't know about that, but I can understand what he's saying. He longs to communicate with you and talk to you. And you might be sitting there thinking, man, I'm just, (laughs) I'm off the mark here. I don't even really know what this guy's talking about. (laughs) Well, that's okay. (laughs) Just stay with us. Stay on this journey. And I promise you, if you do, you're going to get, in a year's time, you'll be closer to God than you are today. That's right. How many are up for that? Yeah. Hey? The greatest achievement of all. All right, we better get to a sermon here because I told you are not going to get a great sermon and I've proved it already. <laughs> so with the incarnation, God takes on human form. Why? Well, we know there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of biblical, theological reasons. But I think there's also practical reasons. And I think Jesus speaking to the disciples. Think about it. The woman at the well. The lame man. Mary and Martha in their home. Gives us a clue. And gives us a reason. For the first time. Ordinary people like you and me, can hold a conversation with God in visible form. Mm. Unthinkable in any other religion. Extraordinary. That's a picture, friends, that you and I, ordinary people, can have a conversation with God. In Jesus, God comes close. Because, you know, for a long time he was way out there, this invisible, frightening, scary God that, you know, watch out or the fire's going to come. But in Jesus, God comes close. Now listen. He has come close to you. You get it? He's come close to you. He's closer than you realize. He's not closer to me than he is to you. In Jesus, God comes close. Man, I feel it. I just feel it. He wants you to know that. He's desperate for you to know that. That he's come close. Do you want to know something? Helen? you're his favorite. Mind you, so are you, Tim. You're his favorite as well. And Adrian, you're his favorite. Alice, you're In fact, we're all his favorites. You might say, but I want to be the favorite of favorites. (laughs) Now, sorry, you can't do that. God has the capacity to make everyone his favorite. So that you feel you're his favorite. Uh It doesn't matter that everyone else has it as well. It doesn't matter. You're his favorite. In Jesus, God comes Christ. He so wants you to know that. So the challenge is this: We doing all right? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're not, you can't yeah. say you're not anyway. So there you go. <laughs> <coughs> so. The challenge is this do not settle for a christian life at a distance from god don't do that for your sake don't do it but even more for god's sake he went to the cross he paid the ultimate price so that he could get close to you and you could get close to him so don't settle for something less Because you can get so much closer to God. Every one of you can get so much closer to God. See, drawing near is an invisible act of the heart. (laughs) See, no one sees it. You can draw near anywhere. You can draw near to God as you drive to work. You can draw near to God as you work. You can draw near to God as you do the dishes. You can draw near to God as you do the vacuuming. You can draw near to God as you put out the rubbish. It's an invisible act of the heart. But here's the point. You can draw near to God right now. Do it now. Just say, God, I, I just draw near to you. I turn my heart to you, God, right now. Just do that. No one knows. No one sees. But God sees it, and God acknowledges it. <clears throat> See, there's always a call to go deeper and further in God. So never become stagnant. Billy Graham said it this way Christianity is like riding a bike. If you stop moving forward, you fall off. How many of you have had that experience? <clears throat> I used to have this Norton Dominator, 600 cc's, it was bigger than me. And every so often, I stopped moving forward, <laughs> stalled at the lights, and fell off. Well, fell over. It was a bit embarrassing as well. But I learned a lesson there. You've got to keep moving forward. Yeah, true. You've got to keep progressing in your walk with God. Because if you're not moving forward, you're probably not stagnant. You're probably going backwards. And God's moving us forward right now. So don't less settle for less than what God has planned and purposed for your life. <clears throat> Abraham, let's talk about him for a few minutes. I'm just about done. James 2.23, Abraham was called the friend of God. Could there be a higher privilege than to be admitted into the circle of God's friends? Yeah. Hey? Could, there be, could, could it get better than that? The next time people ask you, got any friends? say you better believe it I've got three incredible uh, three incredible friends that are with me anytime any day love me more than anyone else on their planet ever will and people are gonna think like what who who are you talking about (laughs) well we know what we're talking about Father Son and Holy Spirit (laughs) the three greatest friends a lot of people are lonely in this world today and I understand that, and it's good to have physical friends, and I understand all that sort of thing, and God wants you to have physical friends as well, but why not make God your friend? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Why not make Him your friend? How do I do that? Ask Him. Ask Him. Now, John fifteen fifteen is good. I've called you friend. This is Jesus speaking to you. So why don't you tell the person next to you across campuses, Jesus has called you His friend. Some of you looked at the person next to you and thought, really? <laughs> not her, not her. Surely God, come on. You, You've got to have some class about this, don't you? Some standards. No, 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 no. You're all in. You're all in. You're all friends of God. And he's made you. He's, he's, he's initiated this whole thing. And so he, he's a person, remember? And the good thing with this friend is he's with you 24-7. Which other friend is with you 24-7? Hey, Anyone else? And guess what? He's the blessed listener on the planet. He will listen to you if you burble on saying nonsense for 25 minutes, he will still listen. He is not gonna walk away from you like some of your friends walk away from you. When you tell them to get a life and pull their socks up and get on with it, now God's not like that. He's far kinder, far more gentle, far more loving, far more understanding. His love is unconditional. It doesn't matter how you behave, it doesn't matter if you ignore Him or whatever you do, if you, you know, go offline off for Him and all the rest of it, it doesn't matter, God's love is unconditional. He's not going to distance Himself from you because you didn't quite do it the way He wanted you to do it like your friends will do. And we all know friends come and go, eh? but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and his name is Jesus. And he ain't going anywhere. He's with you for life. You're stuck with this guy. You're stuck with God. He's your greatest friend. So why don't you tell him your deepest secrets. Hmm? Those things you've told no one else. Because I know you've got some of that stuff. Because everyone has. Why don't you tell him? Oh, no, I don't want him to know. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. He knows. (laughs) He knows. If you tell him, he'll probably help you. If you don't, he won't. It's just the way it works. You've got to invite him in to your problem. You say, well, but my problem, I'm off script, obviously. You say, but my problem is beyond, like it's way out there. God, God I don't even think God can handle it. Give me a break. God can handle anything. He's God. Amen. And after you've told him, after you've told him, Guess what? His love for you is unchanged. It makes no difference. He knew anyway. And he allowed for it in your life. He's a friend that will never let you down. And a friend who will never, ever fail you. He's the best friend that you could ever have. And here's a challenge. Talk to your friend Jesus more than you talk to anyone else on earth invite in him. Why don't you just say something to him right now? I hope you told him something. <laughs> so I'm going to finish with this thought because my time is pretty much gone. Uh, if you want to increase the awareness of God in your life, and his presence, to me the single greatest key is this, is you have to acknowledge him as many times as you can throughout the day. It's as simple as that. It's that's not hard. Initially, it will be difficult and challenging, but you'll get used to it. That's what I'm finding. I'm fine. I'm doing it more and more and more and more and more. Still a long way to go, but I'm doing it more. The more I do it, the more I'm beginning to experience him and feel his presence and enjoy him and get understanding and revelation. And, um, gosh, my next point was the best part of the sermon, but I'm not going to get to it. But... It's, <laughs> The really, next part was really awesome. You would have gone away from the next part and thought, boy, that was a great message. <laughs> you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. But here's a suggestion. In your household, in your family, why don't you pray together? Even if it's just you on your own or couple or husband and wife and kids, why don't you pray together and say, as a family, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in our home. And go beyond that and say, we want you and we ask you to be a part of our family and household. We acknowledge you as a family member. Why? He's a person. He's there anyway. And he is a part of your family. Why don't you invite him? They used to say, you know, have one chair there for Jesus, and hey, do that whichever way you want to do it. What about the Holy Spirit? He's the one that's on the earth, growing closer and closer and closer to us. So the presence of God is our greatest gift. Walking with God is our greatest goal and must be our greatest focus. Psalm 16, verse 11. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Everything you need, friends, in life is right there. The key to all of life is not a principle. It is a person. And his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen. I want to thank you all campuses for joining with us today. It's my prayer that you got something from heaven, that you heard God's voice, felt his presence, something happened in your heart today that's going to change and move your life forward. So we love you all. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you all at New Zealand and beyond. If you can make it down to Auckland, that would be absolutely fantastic. God bless. I'll hand back to the campus pastors.